God's Word speaks of a spirit or a way of life that would be the spirit of the last days. The Lord Jesus said in Luke 17, 26, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. In this study, Scott Pauley will lead us to rediscover Noah's faith in God. Though Noah lived in days of wickedness, lawlessness, violence, and immorality, his faith in God was strong. Noah courageously led his family during this time, and he was God's witness to that generation. Could it be, just like Noah of old, you and I are living in the last generation before God's judgment? Join us now for this study, as it was in the days of Noah. In our final study in the life of Noah, we come to the last mention of him in Scripture, and it is found in 2 Peter chapter 2. Now, here's what's so fascinating about the context. 2 Peter chapter 2 is a description of apostates, of false teachers, of how they live and how they try to lead and how they lie and uh, what they say. And in that context, we find Noah given as a positive example, as a great contrast, because Noah was a truth teller. The Bible says, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse number 5, that God spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Here's the phrase today. He is a preacher of righteousness. Now, somebody tell me, what sermon did Noah preach? Uh, what, what message did he give? Well, I want you to understand today that both by life and lip, uh, by example and by exhortation, Noah was explaining to the wicked world he was called to live in at that particular time that there was a true God who was the judge of all the earth, that he was holy, and that the only people who would be spared are those who were right with him. This was Noah's assignment. You see, his great task was not to build a boat. His great task was to preach righteousness. And isn't it interesting, as it was in the days of Noah, so it is today, our great assignment is to tell the truth, to be preachers of righteousness in an ungodly age to point people to the true and living God. Now, this is really interesting to me, but in 2 Peter chapter 2, uh, the Lord contrasts uh, Noah and another man that I think you know pretty well. His name is Lot. Because verse 5 talks about the world of Noah's day. And verse 6 says, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly, and delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Now, it's not unusual that Noah and Lot would be connected in Scripture. Jesus, in fact, connected them and their time periods in Luke chapter number 17. Think of this. Two Bible characters, one famous, one infamous, separated by 400 years and divided by geography and yet connected at the end of time. Second Peter is looking forward to the coming of Christ. Here they are, connected by Christ and connected by Peter and connected for every end-time believer to examine. Why would that be? Because every Christian... Every believer nearing judgment is either like Noah 
or like Lot. So I want to ask you today in our, in our final study together, are you Noah or are you Lot? Uh, their days were similar. Uh, they were immoral time periods, wicked imaginations, lots of vile things going on. And Jesus described both of their time periods in Luke 17 as people just living their normal lives with no thought for God. The key word here, even Peter uses, is ungodly, giving no thought to God. That's what it means. Uh, even good things can be uh, needful things, but if we live for those with no thought for God, those good things become ungodly things. Everything is wicked when it is separated from God. Even our righteousness is, remember, ours filthy rags. So their days were similar. They were ungodly days. Their designation was the same. Did you hear the word, the key word, righteous? It's connected to Noah, and it's connected to Lot. And somebody said, wait a minute, how could Lot be considered righteous? Because only God makes any man righteous, and both of these men knew God, and God knew them. Noah departed from iniquity, sought to live right and do right. Lot was content, that righteous man dwelling among them. Too many Christians like that today. Uh, living in the world, grieving God, uh, watching the, the things going on around them, but doing nothing about it. Uh, but both of these men knew the Lord. So their days were similar. Their designation was the same. Uh, their deliverances were very similar. Both of them were delivered. Uh, verse number 9 of Second Peter chapter 2 says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under the day of judgment to be punished. Both of them experienced judgment around them, but they were untouched by it. Judgment always comes in the end, and God always delivers his own. In Noah's day, it was a flood, and in Lot's day, it was a fire, uh, but both of these men were saved. Both of these men were delivered because in their heart, they were true believers. So their days are similar, their designations are similar, their deliverances are similar, but notice their difference is simple. What is the great difference between these two men? If you look at 2 Peter chapter 2 and you compare Noah's story and Lot's story, it was this. Lot kept the righteousness hidden within. He was righteous in his heart. He was vexed in his heart. But Noah preached righteousness to everyone he could. Lot was silent while Noah spoke. Lot said nothing. Noah shared the truth. May I just say, everybody that is right with God is to be passing on truth in an ungodly world. Are you a truth teller? Are you speaking the truth? Are you Noah or are you Lot? You see, Noah was more than a boat builder. No, he was a witness for Almighty God. In fact, the Bible plainly says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 7, and here in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 20, uh, that through his ministry, eight souls were saved. Now, that may not seem like many, uh, but they were eight souls. And those eight souls were his own family. Uh, may I ask, who are you taking to heaven with you? Who will be delivered from eternal judgment because you've shared the truth? Who will point at you someday and say, that man led me to Jesus. That woman prayed for me till I came to Christ. That family adopted us and pursued us with the gospel and showed us the love of God, and that's why we were delivered from hell. Oh, dear one, may God help us to bring somebody to Jesus. Uh, Noah left a testimony of faith. Lot lost his own family and left nothing but shame. 
in the end. Interesting, isn't it, to see Genesis converging on the verge of Revelation, the world of Noah and the world of Lot. Uh, You look at them carefully, that's the age we're living in, and that means every one of us either identify with Noah's line or Lot's line. Uh, May God help us not to be corrupted. May God help us to be people with pure heart and upright lives. May God help us not to blend into the culture, but to stand for Christ in the midst of this fallen world. May God help us not to sit silently on the sidelines and say nothing while a world perishes and people race towards hell. Instead, like Noah, no matter what it costs, may we stand up and speak up. May we find our place and do our part to be what Peter calls Noah a preacher of righteousness. You won't see everyone saved, but you'll see some. And you can't change the whole world, but you can make a difference in somebody's life. In the end, it's not just about our day and our world that we're living in and ourselves. It's about us seeking to reach those around us for the Lord Jesus Christ. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And I just want to remind you today that today could be the day. Jesus Christ could come today. May the Lord help us to be true and faithful. And may it be so that when Christ comes, he finds us doing exactly what Noah did. Thank you for joining us today for this study. And may each of us obey Christ's command to occupy till I come. We invite you to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and sign up for Scott's weekly email newsletter called Helping Your Joy. And we believe this resource will do just that. In it, you can read brief devotional thoughts, learn about great Christians in history, and even see Scott's upcoming itinerary. Get the Helping Your Joy newsletter straight to your inbox every Thursday when you subscribe at enjoyingthejourney.org. We look forward to studying the Bible with you next time on Enjoying the Journey.